0: Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Good morning. Uh, One of the things that I thought I would start with today um, is a prayer for healers by Marianne Williamson that I actually say to myself before I ever lead a group or meet with someone one-on-one. And it's just such a terrific reminder to me about my purpose and sort of for me to get out of the way so that you know the the event or the encounter with other people is is very authentic. Um, so I thought I would do it because all of us sitting around this table this morning, um, you know, are going to say wise words that hopefully will encourage other people who are listening today. So it says, dear God, I surrender this session to you. I ask that my interactions with these people be used for your purposes. I surrender all worldly thought. I would bring with my past and ask that in this moment i be filled with your wisdom may i be used as a channel for your healing power but for by myself i can heal no one rather i remind i am reminded that your power within me does the work show me how to love these women and listen to them and counsel them as you would have me do and may i be reminded of their magnificence and that through this memory that we might awaken to truth and may I minister to these people truly through your words and your thoughts and your love. Amen. So I just love that because it reminds me sort of to just get out of the way and just be and I love that you don't know what the topic's going to be before we talk and that it's spontaneous and so none of my thoughts are premeditated or it's not about you know my ego should I say so um, hopefully that resonated with you guys what you think of that good reminder uh, just to be yourself in this moment so uh, one of the things that I have been thinking about this week leading up to doing this podcast is sort of my own personal vulnerability Uh, we're in between uh, seasons right now you know we transitioned from summer into fall and back to school, and I know some of you are dropping off at the nursery school for the first time this week. Everybody's smiling. It's <laughs> free. Um, yeah, and so the older kids, Jennifer and I have older kids and that are at the high school, and so for us, the kids have been back, you know, for maybe two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, already, wow. Yeah. And so I'm still trying to... I keep thinking I'm going to make pancakes in the morning. I haven't done it yet. (laughs) I meant to do it for the first day of school, and they've really been back for two weeks. I haven't been able to pull that off. Um, So how are you guys feeling about that transition of time and about your own self? Like I said, I see some smiling. Ariane, do you
1: want to add to that? I feel really happy. Um, First of all, my kids are happy in school. They both like their teachers. They both like their classmates. So with that being said... I've allowed myself to start to do things for myself, um, which I've never done before. It's just a really big step for me. I've signed up for a tennis class that's consistent. It's not like, oh, I might go this week, I might not go. It's every week. Um, you know I'm going to start to, I'm going to take a Reiki class, learn how to do that. I feel for the first time I am doing things for myself. Yeah, and so
0: I love that you're doing that. And so has this always been a pattern for you? To do things for myself?
1: No. Um, I think what I would do before is I would do things for everybody else and then resent that I wasn't doing anything for myself. Mm. And I realized that the resentment that I was feeling is in my control. And I don't have to feel resentful of anybody, maybe just myself, because I wasn't taking the initiative to do anything about it. And how did you come to that knowing? Uh, Through time, through conversations, through our talks, through... um, Getting to know myself a little mm. bit better, I think. And um, yeah. yeah, it just happened, I guess. And so that's such a great lead-in because
0: taking care of ourselves and the spirituality of ourselves is so important, and I love that you put yourself first. And not only that, but I heard this Reiki piece in there, and that's new. I've mm-hmm. never heard you talk about that.
1: Yeah. And so what drew you to that? And It just kind of it fell into place. It actually... The class was scheduled for Mondays, and first I had said I wanted to do it, and I talked to the instructor, and then I realized it was the same, the, the times conflicted with our Monday morning meetings. And so then I was hesitant because I knew this was such a, I knew I, I have a feeling it will be a really great opportunity for me, mm-hmm. and um, but I, I didn't want to sacrifice something else, and the schedule, I, I talked to the teacher, she changed everything around to Tuesdays, So it worked for everybody else, so it was, I felt it was meant to be. Yeah, and you paid attention to that, I love that.
0: And so you went from being a student to now you're going to be a teacher of some kind in in this spirituality.
1: Yeah, I'm doing it for myself, I don't know if I'm doing it for that, I'm doing it more for myself. But, um, and the one other thing I will add is that through, you know, these two weeks, (laughs) since the kids have been back in school and I've started to do these kind of things, um, it's everybody, I think my family sees that I'm happier too, and... Mm -hmm the dynamics in the house feel lighter and better. Yeah.
0: Someone asked me that when I went back to school when when my four kids were real little and got my master's. Someone said, how does your husband feel about this? And I said, oh, well, he said that I'm so happy that, you know, why not? And so that's important because for everybody else to hear, and maybe you guys can agree with this, is that when I do for myself, for my own personal growth, Everybody around me it has this incredible ripple effect, and it affects everyone in my life, especially in my immediate family. So my ha- my house is happier because of that. Can anybody else add to?
2: Um, well, just on what Ariane was talking about, you know, I'm looking at her because I have older kids, four older kids, and it, it, it's nice to see—I don't want—well, younger generation making those transitions because I remember feeling you know like I didn't have control over my day it was pretty much set for me and and you know becoming a mother you sort of you don't you don't lose yourself but you give of yourself a lot more and to be able to have your children go off to school and, you know, that's part of our job is to make sure that they're happy in school and they flourish and they learn and, and, and having that time for yourself now to sort of get back to where you were and, you know, be able to give everything that you have to give because we all have so much to give.
0: Yeah, and something that you just said there that it, we're, we're caring for others and we're helping them to flourish and to learn and guess what Ariane is doing? Ariane is flourishing and learning, too. And so we can, right by beside our kids, we don't have to put our lives on hold, especially our spiritual lives, because it, again, feeds our whole family, I think, in such a positive light. So does anybody else yeah. have any... Yeah, I would even stories? just
3: add to that, so an added bonus to empowering yourself by filling your own cup and, like, fulfilling your path aside from... You know your duties at home is that your children get to witness, wow, like what do you do mommy, tell me more about your day, and then you have, you get to mirror by example. So that's just an added bonus that um, I think can reassure us that it's okay to like take those first steps. Such a beautiful so, point.
4: Absolutely. And I like the fact that we can be more deliberate about it during the school year, and actually set aside time on a regular basis, and prioritize, reflect on what does bring us joy and try to pursue that and not feel guilty about it right. and realize that it makes us a better wife, it makes us a better mom, better friend, and feel better in general.
1: Damn. Thank you. I think I'm getting along better with my husband than I have in like, <laughs> no. a really long time. <laughs> the end of the summer is no, drags on. No, <laughs> but that's
0: really important to notice, too, because it's exactly what I'm talking about. It has this incredible ripple effect, and it, it shifts our relationships mm-hmm. with other people. And you look good. Like you have your coloring looks great and you love the iron, but <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is anybody else having trouble with that transitioning between the seasons and feeling sort of vulnerable or overwhelmed or Yeah, I'm 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 not having a tr- having
3: trouble because I find peace knowing that like we're all going through this sort of together and we're all sort of in this transition. Um but I do feel the most out of sync when I'm feeling like depleted in terms of disproportionate amount of time and energy is spent in like the mothering role. Which I, it, it, when I say this, it's not to take anything away from how grateful I am for this role, but I do feel like I'm really excited to sort of like fill the other cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do feel a little bit more like um, I don't want to say balance, but just like it's a juggling act, I guess, and that. I'm not so, it's not so disproportion because that's when I feel like at the end of the day, I, I feel the most like, like nine o'clock. I like literally can't even keep my eyes open and I just want to like go right to bed. I think you but said that process. so
4: perfectly. I feel yeah. the same exact way that I, I'm so grateful that we have like such a long summer, but the time I needed to spend entertaining a two and three year old without any school that doesn't start for you know three weeks into September is, um, was was depleting me. I mean, it was so disproportionate and I felt like I had zero time to do anything that was just an adult. Like, so, and and again, my husband and I were like, you know, ships passing in the night and I didn't get any adult time with him and I just feel like it was just so disproportionate. It's so nice to be back, getting back into a routine. So you said that so perfectly.
0: And so, do you see how, so we have some kids in nursery school here, we have some moms with kids in elementary school, we have some moms with kids in high school and beyond and, we can witness that Ariane now has room because her kids are in elementary school. She has different room and time than you all do because you're just getting the kids into school now. We've been back in school for two weeks. Ariane's out ahead of you with signing up and doing things and, and carving out time for herself. So you're kind of in a in a temporary space. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult, but it's temporary yeah. and it's a good reminder that there there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> I remember,
4: Hang I on, remember it gets better.
0: <laughs> but then not to wish the time away. I know, there's yeah. like guilt coming from both sides. I remember it's asking a mom who had two kids and at the time I had four little ones that were barely in school. And what do you do all day long? <laughs> she was like, Well my closets are very organized. <laughs>
1: But that must have been a priority
0: for her because my closets are still not organized and I moved into that phase where the kids were in school all day long. But you still find, you know, a million things to do and you have interests. Yeah,
4: I, I remember saying the same thing to a mom who had both kids in school until three and like, wow, like, you must get so much done during the day. And she was like, it goes by so quick. And I was like, well, how can it go by so quick? I have to pick up my daughter at like 11.15. <laughs> like, what do you mean you get till 3 o'clock? But now that I'm in it, I completely understand it does go by so quick. It does go fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. At 2.30, you're looking yeah. at the clock thinking, oh, I need to be yeah. there. There's still so much town. more you want to do. but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nice time. Um, so one of the reasons that I have been feeling personally vulnerable is, and I'm not a complainer, but... I had a cold last week. I coughed and threw something out in my lower back. I had a pipe burst in my house. Um, something happened with my older son traveling, everything's fine, but we had kind of like a scare with him and he's in South Africa and so very far away. And, and uh, what else happened? My husband had a flat tire the same night the pipe burst. And right now as we're talking, there's you know, a caravan of people at my house working on, I have to replace all of the pipes. My house is really old you know, from the bathroom that was having the problem. And I'm lucky I caught it, and then we weren't away. And there's, you know, there's so many good things about it. But the reason I tell you all of that is that even though I don't have little kids, I still have a life that is full. I have a lot of people in my house. I have two dogs, a cat. There's a lot going on. And I felt really out of balance when all of these things just kept happening, and I didn't feel good either. Physically, I didn't feel good and I wasn't sleeping well. And and I needed to lean in on all of the things that I've been practicing for 20-some years. So even though I'm a spiritual leader and a teacher and I go out and lead groups and I inspire people, I still need to find that in my own life. I still need to inspire myself. I still need to reconnect with God. So we got this puppy this summer, and I had just given a sermon on rest and the sabbath and how I get up every morning and have for 20 years and I have this prayer time and it sets the tone for my day well ironically we get a dog you know a week after I give that sermon and I'm like shot out of a cannon <laughs> <laughs> at 5 30 every morning by barking and I'm like outside in the dark you know with this puppy and it's been great the puppy's been a beautiful experience but again, like it has t- so I'm just off balance. I'm like missing my time with God, and I have all of these little things, and half of them I didn't even mention, that are going on in my life. And so, what's Pam doing about all of that, and how am I trying to find balance? And I think that one of the realizations I had is that self knowledge is key to the spiritual life, knowing how I feel inside my body. And once I have that knowledge and that awareness and then being able to put things in place, like I led a workshop on Wednesday, and I barely could walk up the steps because my back was bothering me to to this event. Get in there, I do it, I feel so alive when I do this work. Had a great time, and then I'm thinking, oh, I just have to get home for the puppy, I've got to burn out of here. And the woman who I led it with turned to me and she said, have you eaten lunch? And I said, no, (laughs) and I haven't eaten anything. And she said, let's go grab a bite to eat and talk. And I could have said to her, no, I've got to run. You don't understand. My house is falling apart. I've got the puppy. And I took the invitation. And so in that awareness that I needed something, and it was like the best lunch ever. You know, she's a shamanic healer. She's had all this great advice for me. And so it's in that awareness of what's going on in my life um, in order for me to not fix it but to be in it and sort of redirect and lean in on all of my spiritual tools. Um, so I had asked all of you guys to write down on a piece of paper before we got started today all the things in your life that give you energy and the things on the other side of the sheet of paper that take energy away from you. And it's really important to know what these things are because when you do hit these rough patches like I did, which are temporary and will pass and But I need to pay attention to what's giving me energy so I can lean really hard in on those things when I'm feeling like a lot of things are taking from me. And I have felt like a lot of things in my personal life have been taking from me, Um, which is interesting because I felt like that when the kids were really little. And that's how I felt again. I kept saying, I feel like we have little kids again with this pie." (laughs) This little puppy, puppy. <laughs> it's the puppy, um, but she's great, she's settling in nicely. So, if anybody wants to share some of the things on the side of your list that give you energy,
2: I'll, I'll say a couple things. Um, well, I start my day with exercise, so that really gives me energy. Um, smiling people, beautiful sunrise, happy children. Accomplishing my goals, being around people, dressing up, getting my hair done, traveling. <laughs> so lip those, gloss. Lip gloss. <laughs> and those are those things. You know, that they're, make me they're happy.
0: great things. And let me just say that when I don't feel good, for some reason, I, I always shower and put makeup on and get dressed because it makes me feel better. And so even though that sounds like, oh, getting dressed up but that's really important to you because you're very stylish people can't see that from here but you always look beautiful and your outfits are always amazing and so that plays into how we feel on the inside it's very important so i love that thanks yeah anybody else want to talk about things that give them energy
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it could be anything people events activities even your clothes
1: well yeah i said um helping others uh spending time Fun time with my family, yeah. um, spending time with my friends, uh, doing things for myself that make me happy, being creative, singing a good song, um, learning new things, and being around positive people mm. with so positive important. energy. Yeah, so
0: important. Especially if you're in a place like I have been, I want to lean in on the, all of those things that you mentioned. Mm. Yeah, especially surrounding myself with people that lift me up, celebrate who I am, that are authentically good for my soul. Yeah, so important to find those people in your life.
3: I said, so simple acts of kindness or calm that just came to my mind, like when my children in the morning are, like, using beads for, like, three minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just gives me so much energy to see them, you know, having, like, a single-pointed activity that is where they're not fighting. Um, Hiking, sports, um, being outdoors in nature, being around others, being proactive or planning like little things in my day that will make it easier for things to run smoothly for my family. Um, Like making, for instance, making like lunch early in the morning so when we come home from activities, I can feed them quickly. Um, Taking a warm bath at the end of the day, Gives my soul energy. Um, Running with friends.
0: Let's just pause on that. Taking a bath. How many of you do that?
1: (laughs) It It is indulgent versus a shower, right? (laughs) But it's indulgent. It's really indulgent. (laughs) Yes.
0: And it's so important. And I hope you're putting like all those good salts in there. Oh yeah, the essential oils are like all over but that is that's beautiful that you do that um, did someone teach you that or did you yeah,
3: that's a yes. great question so it's actually
0: like third or fourth generation um, my okay. m- grandmother was big into it and my
3: mother as well I don't think they've ever missed a bath mm. in their entire life yeah so. and so
0: we pay attention to those things in your life that you do I, that are life-giving because usually someone taught them to us it's been passed down and we we just do it and don't even think of it. And so I would pause the next time I was in the bathtub and just give thanks for that gift yes. that you were given. And it sounds like you said you're the fourth generation of that. Well,
3: yeah, so it's sad that my grandmother, same thing, she loved every single night, she never missed a bath. And then about 11 years ago, she was diagnosed with cancer of the bladder. Mm-hmm. So as a result, she it was actually one of the hardest things that she had to adjust to was just not being able, oh. it's more of a lifestyle change. Yeah. So not being able to take any more baths was the hardest thing she'll even say to this day. Yeah. That she had to adjust okay. to, not so it just makes you even realize even more. When I do take a bath, well, I'm so lucky that I can be here, so, yeah. Yeah. surrounded in water, and just calm, and just take this physical moment of yeah.
0: pressing reset <laughs> and, and reflecting s- on the day. And yeah. And so my grandmother used to pull a tub out, and we would all sit in the living room when I was a kid, and we would soak our feet. And so that, that would be so the annoying. invitation for your grandmother. <clears throat> and so I, my son, runs. And I pull out those salts, and I pu- and he's just sitting watching TV. And I put like the hot bucket under him, oh, and he sits that. and soaks his feet. Oh, love it. And so we forget that we're handed these incredible mm. traditions of self care, and that's so beautiful. Um, so if you're, is your grandmother still living? Yes, she's well So done. I would go and bring her a bring idea, her a yeah. uh, foot soaking. It's such a good tub. idea. It's just a suggestion. Yeah.
4: So Blair, how about you? I feel like spending kind Of the small moments with my kids. Mm-hmm. We love snuggle time in the morning like, and in, also in the evening and kind of talking about our day, you know, the kind of the, the rose, the, the bloom, the bud, and the thorn, you know, kind of reviewing what happened and, you know, what the best parts mm-hmm. were and what we're looking forward to for the next day and, you know, trying to not dwell on it, but if anything went wrong, to kind of voice it and yeah. try to take away its power. Um, and I just love that, you know, that power of touch, you know, mm. just being together. And um, it, it really, I just feel like decompressed, yeah. you know, a, a big snuggle. My daughter gives these anaconda hugs, we call them. <laughs> so, so tight, <laughs> uh, which is very sweet. Um, but I, I also love, you know, doing things with my family. I love to like get out and do activities. It makes me really happy. Um, obviously, sometimes there's some things that suck energy as you are preparing for these adventures but you know being in the moment then is is
0: wonderful so I love what you just said about that because so many of us you know me included you're waiting for these big moments in life to happen and in the, they're in those soft little whispers, those soft little encounters that I've heard people describe, the bead making at the table, your daughter with her big hugs. Lindsay, you posted a picture on Instagram and I with your two boys at the counter yeah. and you Love caught that. that moment. Yeah. Like, were, I mean, it took my breath away. hands on top of yes. each other. It was
3: just so adorable. And, it,
0: and, and that's, those are the moments. Yeah. Those are the heart moments of yeah. our life that we, if we, you know, are self-aware enough that we catch that... That's the beauty. That's the, that's the stuff that we're waiting for. Those are the things that are life-giving, at least, um, you know, in my life. So so let's talk about um, our list. So if you're listening to the podcast, you know, you have your gives on one side of the paper, and then you have your takes on the other side. Does anybody have a list that's off balance? Yes. You know, a lot more on one, con- one side yes. than the other. And so who has more in the takes than they do in the gives? Anybody? No. Okay, great. That's a good thing. That's healthy. (laughs) And so, uh, Blair, you mentioned before we actually went on air and started to talk about how some of the things could work on both sides. Can you say a little bit about that? Well, I think it's –
4: well, we wish that every moment was blissful, um, you know, with family or or friends um, or things that we do – Sometimes the things that give us energy, you know, for example, volunteering. I love that feeling of, you know, getting involved. I started a Daisy troupe and we had our first meeting yesterday, and it was wonderful. And being in that moment and having the friendship circle and everyone having that, you know, passing around their wish for what they wanted to do with the Daisies that year was really affirming and fantastic. However, all the work that went into that is a little draining sometimes. And so... And same thing with kids. Like I mentioned, I love to go on adventures, but when you're trying to pack the car and someone can't get their shoes on, you know, it sucks the energy away a little bit too. But you just have to focus on, you know, kind of eyes on the prize. What's the, the goal here? And um, and try to weigh that rather than focusing on the frustrations or the, the work. Yeah. Focus on what I'm, what I'm trying to work for. Yeah.
0: And so one of the things I love about this exercise is that we get to visually see how we're feeling. So we've taken what gives me energy, what takes energy from me, that I know already, you probably knew a lot of this, it's not a surprise, but then putting it out on paper. So that's one step in a spiritual practice. Like I've taken something that's happening on the inside, and now I've laid it out in front of me, and I have this visual of it. And so was there anything on your list that surprised you or that made you pause or that you think that you might want to investigate a little bit more or now seeing the things that take, is there any way that you could take the takes and make them gives?
3: Yeah, I think actually exactly what Blair just said. I had the most, like, um, the, the biggest take for me was when I'm allowing things like that are out of my control, like my kids' behavior to affect my mood and that's when I feel like it's taking my energy but your point is so important to keep in mind about let's think big picture what are Mm -hmm. we doing this for and we have the power to actually really like shape the course of the, the the narrative here so I think um that's reaffirming and also to your point originally Ariane about how like we actually it's so empowering when we can when we have that realization that we are in full control, even though it feels like at times we're not in control and our patience is being perpetually tested. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a great reminder. And
1: and I I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that looking at my list and seeing that, for me, the number one thing that really takes for me is feeling out of control. But with the right tools, you can turn that around, right? So um, I recently read something, again, which I read a long time ago, Uh, And I've been trying to put it into practice, and it kind of goes along with this give and take. And it's, you know, every time you're feeling like you have to do something, I have to go to the store to pick up fruit because we don't have any more for lunch, you know. You turn it into, I get to. You know, I'm lucky enough that I can go to any store and buy whatever fruit I want. So I think it's kind of taking what takes from you and and putting it into something that feels good. Mm And I'll shifting your perspective is yeah. yes. so yeah. powerful. Just, yes. and, but
4: it's, you have to be able to have mm-hmm. a little bit of, of distance. If you get too heated up in the moment, it's yes. very hard to escape the tunnel vision mm-hmm. and take a step back and say, you know what, big picture, everything's going to be okay. And you know this situation with my child tantruming actually gives me an opportunity to kind of teach this lesson and try to get something positive from the negative. Yeah,
0: and that goes back to that awareness again. You know, the key here in this conversation, I think, is awareness. You need to know how you're feeling in order to shift that perspective. I need to stop and pause and think before I react. I need to stop and pause and think before I, you know, move into the next task and say, oh, wow, am I going to say, do I get to do this versus I have to do this. And so it is in that pause and that self-awareness that we are able to redirect or, and not necessarily, you know, I was thinking too when we were talking and I have felt, you know, I said very vulnerable and had a lot of things in my life going on. Um, It's not not trying to run away from that and make it all shine it over and make it all pretty because I've actually been really thinking, well, well, what's this here to teach me? And so we had this scare, I was saying, with my older son. And what I realized is, like, wow, my family is close. And we love each other dearly. And if anything, we had sort of this love fest over this scare. And so I'm... I'm wondering, you know, what, what else needs to be unearthed about this, and not necessarily trying to run away from being all in the good side versus the bad side, but it's just in putting it out in front of us, it lets us know, like, what are we doing, what's going on in our lives, what gives us life, what takes away from our lives, how can we shift things, how can we um, empower ourselves to better be able to face things when things aren't perfect. Um, And so normally we read a quote from Maristar's of Joy, but we've had such an exciting conversation that we're running out of time today. So I'm just going to read uh, a poem by um, Steve uh, Garnes Holmes. um, And Ariane will uh, take a note, and we'll have that on the website for you if you want a, a piece of this. But he writes, Grace and peace to you. Walking in the woods this morning, I was distracted. My mind wandered out of the woods, far away from them and from me. I kept having to return to the woods, return to this morning, return to myself, and then I would leave again. The trees called out to me, the leaves gently turning fall colors, the sun reaching its long arms through them to me, to walking there. But I didn't notice. But they were still there, weren't they? Calling me, reaching out, surrounding me. Most of the time, I don't notice God in this world in the people around me in all that is, but God is still there, calling, reaching out, surrounding. If we can't live in holiness all of the time, we can remember now and then. We can return. God is still there waiting for us. Each moment is a return. Amen.
1: And I love that. That's so
0: beautiful. Yeah. And why do you think it's beautiful?
4: I feel like that's so... um... That happens to me so often. I'll go for a walk and I lose myself in nature. Yeah. And then I try to come back. But then I feel like that's okay. Yeah, That's what it's there for.
0: Yeah. And isn't it so with the gives and the takes that so often we go off, but we can come back. And now having these things out in front of us, these tools, these things that give us life, things that take away, that we're better equipped, better able to use them going forward. Right. Great. Thanks so much i'm pam rotelli robertson and you have been listening to talking joy talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others for more information about our talk today or to get in touch you can find us at talkingjoy.org and to keep the encouragement going you can also follow talking joy on instagram and facebook simple joyful fun thanks for listening this is talking joy